I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. European regulators pushed open banking on the financial services industry for years by introducing PSD2 and soon PSD3. But open banking appears to have failed to take off across Europe and is perhaps currently facing a branding crisis. With me is Giles Rowlinson, Senior Payments Manager at Flywire. If we consider where we're at with open banking, it's been around for five or 10 years now across Europe. So I think that OBIE was formed in 2016, the implementation entity in the UK. And, you know, I think we're at a point now where we can consider this to be relatively established. It's no longer a new and a novel technology. And as such, I think we're kind of at a point where the industry should be should be starting to assess what what is working and and what is not and and to think a bit more broadly about the future of open banking and and so on beyond technical and and regulatory elements, which has been kind of the focus of everything to date. Well, that's a case of people putting the framework in place. I assume you're not saying open banking has failed to take off in the UK because I am told every month that X million people are using open banking facilities. Now, the consumer doesn't necessarily know that it's open banking. They just see the services that they want to use. Is there a difference between what's happened in the UK, therefore, and what you're effectively saying is not happening in Europe? Even for the UK, I would maybe consider, you know, should we should we consider the UK to be a great success? As I say, the OBIE was formed in 2016. We, we've been offering open banking payments here since about 2017, so it's quite well established. And it's it's widely regarded to be the best open banking implementation in the region so far. Certainly right, there's very high growth, particularly on, on the payment side. I think it's growing 100% kind of year on year, roughly 10 million open banking transactions per month. But 10 million transactions per month in this industry is trivial. If we're looking at something like cards, we're talking 2 billion transactions a month. If we're looking maybe more, more tellingly at something like faster payments, so a normal bank transfer, we see maybe 400 million transactions per month. So that means in most cases, UK payers are manually populating a bank transfer rather than using open banking to automatically populate the same payment type. So people are choosing or being presented with a theoretically more frictionful, less accurate version of the same thing, and are choosing it you know, in a 40 to 1 ratio over the automated version. So I think it's fair to say even, even in the UK, particularly when it comes to payment initiation, I think we can consider the take-up to be low. And certainly the same is true across Europe. Which begs the question, why? Why is this happening? After all the time, tears, sweat and financial investment that's gone into open banking, why is this not happening? Some of the technical issues, especially in in Europe, are well publicised. I think we see a very fragmented experience. The journey can be inconsistent. Some banks are using kind of real-time rails in Europe, some using next-day rails, which of course creates issues around payment certainty. Some banks applying hidden fees, inconsistent experiences, etc. Those kind of technical issues 
are rightly being looked at and addressed in Europe at the moment. But that's certainly not the case everywhere in Europe. Certainly within the UK, those technical issues are not really at play here. The solution works smoothly. The experience is consistent with a normal, familiar manual bank transfer. The payments always use real-time rails. They're always free for customers. So those technical issues are, are not you know, the root cause of, of low adoption, full, full stop. I think there's a wider issue here, which is around inertia. I think people really need to become more aware of open banking. They need to trust it. That's true for, for payers. It's also true for, for merchants. I think probably the, the, the solution to this is, is the industry starting to look more into, into wider branding to, over, to overcome that, that inertia. I think I'd separate here the account information side of things, where I think a silent approach is effective. People are familiar with credit checks and so on happening quite silently with a, with a click of a, of a button. That, that's kind of the case at the moment, whether it's using the open banking channels or not. I think that silent element is fine there. But, but for payments, if a payer is in a checkout presented with options with which they're extremely familiar with brands, wider experiences that they trust, it's highly unlikely, I think, that someone will select open banking over those tried and tested and, and trusted methods, even if they've been through the open banking flow before, particularly in UK, it works quite smoothly with a kind of inconsistent approach to, to naming those payments, no industry trust mark. People probably don't even know that they've used it before. So it's very hard to, uh, you know, for the industry to kind of build up momentum and, and trust around this payment side. I think you're absolutely right that people don't know they're using open banking. I've had conversations with others in the industry talking about this, this particular point about whether consumers need to know open banking because it's an industry term or whether it's something that can remain under the radar as such where the institution that they're dealing with uses open banking rails for the transaction but mm -hmm. does not market open banking itself are we saying are you saying that what we need is a clear customer value proposition that call it open banking call it what you will you can market to a consumer and say do it this way I think that's the case. Again, I, I would stress, I don't think it's required for the account information side of things. I think there, the silent approach is working, working as expected, really. I think on the payment side of things, I would probably look here towards Europe and some of the domestic kind of payment types that, that have done this very well. If you look at Ideal in the Netherlands or Twint in Switzerland or Bism in Spain, if you take those kind of types, which, uh, which are fairly similar in their flow to kind of open banking payments, you know, we run both options in the Netherlands. We look, looking specifically at the Netherlands and Ideal, open banking works pretty well in the Netherlands. This is not a market with technical issues for open banking. We see pretty high completion rates there. This is a country with very high digital trust. I think it has the most, the highest digital trust of all. It's one where the banks themselves tend to use instant payments. So it's got the building blocks for, for open banking to work well. But if you compare it to Ideal uh, and what we see when we present payers with both options, there's really no comparison. People 
almost always select ideal that the payment type that that uh, that they're familiar with and theoretically that open banking technology here is superior we're seeing a move to choose a theoretically kind of retrograde step a 20 year old technology which which should be being cannibalized here by open banking the exact opposite is true when ideal is switched on alongside it at least in our checkout we see cannibalization of the open banking volumes and i think that branding and expected customer kind of product proposition is just so much stronger with those types of options when you start to look into the the figures you see things like 85% customer satisfaction for ideal i think it's very hard to pinpoint something similar for open banking um when people don't really know if they're using it or not it's very hard to build up that momentum so how do you sell it to somebody then if what you're saying is that rebranding open banking is basically going to be a big issue it's going to be critical to mainstream adoption in europe how do you do that how do you sell open banking to me i think it's an industry-wide decision i think this is something where the industry itself the banks regulators the third-party providers need to consider this does open banking need to have an immediately recognized brand is it something where the industry needs to establish a very consistent kind of payment experience should should do payers expect to have a consistent payment guarantee consistent support chargebacks things like that that they would expect with another payment type there's a risk that we move down the sort of purely technical solution here and don't think that consumers need these things or or particularly want these kind of wider product features but i mean my my kind of intuition is that they do and when we see these different payment types lined up i think those things are are crucial elements for for the industry to answer so uh, yeah like overall question is i think if we wrapped more of a product around this consistent branding consistent payer experience well-funded approach to deliver upon that and, and manage the compliance of it would we see the kind of the true potential of, of open banking, particularly the payments kind of unlocked? And would we see that ramp up towards maybe beyond manual bank transfer levels up to kind of card levels? I think I think there's certainly a case that that would happen. We're in a situation, just to, to look at the UK for a moment, where the push to establish open banking came from regulatory pressure. And it was almost that Kevin Costner moment of, if you build it, they will come. Well, what you're basically telling me is the people haven't come, so we have to build something else, and not in technological terms, but we have to build an image. We have to, we have to sell to the consumer, to, to the customer, whether that's a, a retail customer or, or a corporate, we have to sell them on the idea that this actually makes sense. I think that's right. If you if you follow the the field of dreams analogy further, if you, if you build it, they will come. I think would would apply and does apply in markets where there was nothing else. I think where we saw a something like open banking replaced cash or something like that, the adoption is enormous in UK and Europe. If you build it and it looks very similar to other payment types in terms of the flow, in terms of the benefits then it's going to be a a harder thing to gain mass adoption for. And most critically, 
you need to build it and tell people about it, which I think is is the step we're at at the moment. I think that the awareness or lack of awareness, particularly on on the payment side of things, is a very hard uh, thing to uh, to overcome, particularly when lined up against very well recognised domestic or, or international brands. What it comes down to is you have to sell me and millions and millions of people like me of the benefits. I think I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's right. I think from the technical side of things, the work is largely done, particularly in UK. This is a, a pretty smooth experience. And if you go through it, consumers will see they don't have to populate a load of details. Merchants will be able to see the benefits too. And we see with merchants where they're able to to dictate what payment type the payer uses that you know there aren't many merchants in that space but there there are some where they can say we want to to use one one payment more than another kind of government is is, you know in in that position for example They, they can kind of leverage some of these benefits and we'll see people become more accustomed to this to this payment flow but without the kind of wider branding the trust mark the guarantees and things that consumers are, are well used to when it comes to a payment even when it works really smoothly i think it's very hard to, to sort of gain that that mass adoption the bottom line is what you're telling me is there is a job of marketing to be done i think there is a job of marketing to be done i think the broader question for me is does open banking which has always operated as a a silent overlay a technical solution guide someone towards a different payment scheme in in the UK, a a faster payment. Does that become a traditional payment scheme in itself? With marketing, yes, but with with the other attributes as well, with with a consistent experience across the piece in terms of resolving issues and, and so on. I think that's where the decision needs to be made for open banking. Does this move into a, a traditional payment scheme, the likes of a of a direct debit or something in the UK, or one of the more customer focused kind of products in in Europe, to really get that that mass adoption. In a sense, the industry focus has actually moved on from open banking to what comes next to open finance, hasn't it? I think there's definitely a case that the technology here, the rails themselves. Um, the concept in in general is very strong. I think it's absolutely correct that you know traditionally banks sitting on data and indeed payments and 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 um, you know making that relatively hard to access, not necessarily deliberately. Um, but it's absolutely right to open those those up to open up your financial data to allow people to to make better financial decisions to automate things uh, for that. Particularly now is a, is a great time to see that kind of wider adoption when rates are what rates are high. It becomes more significant. The stakes are higher for people to make sure their credit or their their debt is is used um, correctly. So I think those use cases remain strong. And can be done um, relatively relatively silently. I think that 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 trust is sort of implicit, but particularly on on the payment side, I think that's where uh, work is work is still required. Giles Rowlinson, senior payments manager of Flywire. Thank you very much.